she's got to go off the market, I guess. Matt Frazier is a pretty good candidate. <laughs> and welcome to Gambit Stratagem Podcast, <laughs> episode six. Oh, we We're, I think you guys need to get your phones away from the microphones. All I think right. that's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <ready>. so... <laughs> We're here with Miss Kelly Jackson, who doesn't have her headphones in. She doesn't know what's going on. Oh, there she does. Okay. I, they're in. And Erika. Nobody will know who I am. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Everybody knows who you are. <laughs> what, what's your last name? Snyder. Oh, that's right. I knew that. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Schneider. I apologize. It's not. Erika Snyder. Mm-hmm. That's it. Erika Snyder. Schneider. Snyder. Um... Kelly's so busy Instagramming. <laughs> I'm texting and Instagramming. I silenced my phone. This is important. <clears throat> oh, it's Jen. Are we recording? So, yeah, we're we're recording. <laughs> oh, we're we doing were this. we're gonna um, <clears throat> spend the next thirty minutes talking about Austin Maliolo. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> God, that's uh, it's been so pretty much all I talk about. So both uh, of, both of you guys have that's fine. <laughs> have worked under Austin. He was on our last episode with Mr. James Hobart. That's true. Um, which is part of what we're going to talk about in, in actuality. Uh, Erica, your foray into coaching CrossFit was... Uh, tell, tell us a little about your uh, kind of workout, your like membership and coaching history. Mm. What What is foray? Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't um, know we were using big words. Uh, I didn't know. Oh, could you I use that in a sentence, a please? source. <laughs> F oh okay so um I started um I started as an intern at CrossFit Fenway this was five years ago about um I won't go through a million details but I pretty much just went through a process of learning under the coaches um that were already at Fenway and did a mini little internship to what was an internship to them which was really just teaching them the movements I shadowed the other coaches and then I finally got to have my own classes so two years later I had the opportunity to um, interview part-time at Reebok uh, under Austin, mm-hmm. Mallow Yellow. And Malala Yolo. And what do you know? The membership liked me enough. I got the part-time job. <laughs> and, uh, and then after, actually, this was, this was maybe a year before a full-time position opened up during regionals so i competed so they knew me a little bit um from part-time and see me on the floor my one time of glory individually 2013 (laughs) yep (laughs) and uh and when the spot opened up they knew me so i said i wanted it interviewed there did a class pretty simple class and then got a full-time job there i've been i was there for two and a half years now i'm the head coach of a Another gym. Off Another of gym that Austin Malawalo opened. Yep. Which you mentioned last episode. He's in charge of three facilities now. So I, I kind of want to talk about the uh, dynamic at Reebok, and that I, I think probably not a lot of people know uh, that Reebok has a gym or such a well-equipped facility, and what what its purpose is. I find that kind of interesting. Very interesting. Um, so I guess mm-hmm. we'll we'll start there. What uh, what is your dog doing? <laughs> <laughs> what uh, talk us through the the kind of the mission mm. or the goal at, mm. at, at Reebok, Reebok CrossFit yeah. One? 
Yeah, so uh, so Reebok has a partnership. Mm, get closer. Mm, <laughs> yep, that's too far. That big black foam mm-hmm, thing that right in your put face. Your <laughs> Reebok <laughs> established a partnership with CrossFit in 2011. And since then, it's been pretty it's much... It's been the Reebok CrossFit it's games. It's been the Reebok CrossFit games, yes. Um, you know... Well, it isn't pretty much. It has been. It has been that's that, that that's yeah. That's 100% it has title. been. It's pretty much been that, yeah. Uh, and since then, their goal was from the inside with the gym to the actual headquarters have been really bridging the gap um, between between Reebok and CrossFit, but starting with the professional environments, starting with employees. So creating that gym was specifically for them. Um, it's so only the, open to them. So the gym at Reebok yeah, is only mm-hmm. open to the employees. Yep. Uh, and how many, ma- how many uh, people are on the Reebok campus there? Um, I want to say over a thousand at this point. It's got to be since I started at least two. I had had to. Two thousand. Yeah. And how many members are you guys filtering through that? We have about CrossFit gym. They have about about, about five hundred. I want to say it varies because yeah. we have like co-ops and um, we get a lot of like co-ops who are students. Yeah. Doing internships and stuff. So probably between five hundred and six hundred, depending on the time of year and like the. The yeah, you can chime in over there, Sam. Co-ops. <laughs> Important info. So it changes constantly, hundreds, but it's about that. Yeah, and it's it's like it's a big gym. It's it's over ten thousand square feet for sure. It's yeah. huge. It's, it's huge. Way over ten thousand square feet. It has everything you could possibly think of. Mm-hmm. So the goal is to strengthen the relationships at the headquarters. Their their goal was unifying, but also I think productivity <clears throat> came from that. Um, and being able to just kind of forget about who they were when they stepped into the gym would make stronger bonds outside of it when they were working. So that allowed them to kind sure. of shoulders down, get to know each other, and then they wouldn't feel so, I guess, like strangers like when they the were the whole work. corporate corporate wellness mm-hmm. type deal that a lot of a lot of big corporations will do. Yeah, except with CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. But the other side of that coin, from from what I can tell, is. Uh, like Adidas owns Reebok and mm-hmm. they'll send in some of the higher upset at Adidas to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, I shouldn't say that's not the other side of the coin I was getting at. The other side of the coin is, is uh, Kelly, your initial exposure to Reebok CrossFit one was, was after qualifying for the games in 2013, Four, 14, 14 last year. Yeah. 14. Um, getting invited to come out to Reebok to train. Right. That was the um, first year that they launched the training grounds um, where Reebok, I think, wanted to take advantage of their facility and the coaches and their relationship with CrossFit. So they invited all of the qualifying individual athletes to um, the Reebok campus. At that time, it was like you had the entire month to come, kind of pick your dates, and they've since changed that. Um, But, I mean, for me... Being a uh, at that time a, a rookie games athlete, I was all for the opportunity to go out there and hopefully like train with some other games athletes, um, higher caliber athletes that get a little bit more exposure. So I wasn't kind of starstruck when I showed up in Carson, um, and then I had no idea the expectations of the facility when I walked in, um, but it. Uh, <laughs> so I am um, the training grounds was essentially a, a 
program for the qualifying training. Tra- <laughs> the, the grounds <laughs> of training. Uh, it was the grounds on which to train. On which to train you trained on. Uh, and you and you were like, should I go out there? And I was like, yeah, you should totally go mm. out there. And you you never know, you might get offered a job. Yeah. And then you totally got offered and a job. Totally and I job. I yeah. in uh, <laughs> right place, right. Well, you get totally got offered an opportunity to to apply for a job. Yeah, mm. I mean, I think you if it it was a matter totally. of showing my interest that like I was there to train, but also yeah. I was there for two weeks, and it was like so. I'm also going to ask if I so can job shadow. So from their point of view, they're trying to get what's the the coaching staff like at <laughs> Reebok. I mean, not like what is it like? What is what is oh, the? Oh boy! I'm not, <laughs> I don't need you to talk about your coworkers. I no, mean, no, like, no. Is, tell me about the type of people that are trying to get in there. Like, yeah. What's the? You know? What are the? Man. Is there a contract to work there? So there's. <laughs> I'm going to say it's a. It's a it's a teaching gym, so that's what yeah. drew me to it. It's a teaching gym. Uh, the intention is that you don't stay there forever, but that you pass through it and hopefully get more opportunities from it. Yeah. So, to my knowledge, I there wasn't a specific standard or need <clears throat> before you got in there to get the opportunity. You just needed to be excited and passionate. So I, that's why I didn't really think I would ever work there. I thought that they only wanted a models b games competitors uh c models and games competitors (laughs) 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 and those three things are things i am not yeah (laughs) but Mm. i love coaching and i'm a decent athlete so i think that was good too like i was the middle of all of it and i care a lot um i loved i love the job so that's about I would say the mix of the staff with shades of there are some people that are more maybe an athlete, some people more maybe a coach, some in the middle. But I think that's really the balance they all want to expose that type of um, personality to who they coach, the big wigs, the people that just go there to work out. I mean, I would I I would agree. You think Sam's still trying to figure out the remotes? (laughs) (laughs) Sam's been there trying to turn the TV down. I would Five agree. Minutes. Like you, is there a volume button on it? You can just press minus. It says zero. It's the tiny one, Sam. Oh. That's what she said. It's the tiny remote. I was waiting to do. That's what she said. Uh, uh, oh. Just start pushing volume down on Too all many of them. Remotes. We have four. Turn remotes. all of turn all the volumes down. Um. So I would agree with Erica. Like you, I think being an athlete does have an advantage. But when you look at our coaching staff, I think, um, especially when you look at who were underneath Austin, I think they're looking for He's one. Kind of all of it. Mm-hmm. He's got all of it, but I think he's the full package. He, you're looking for one thing, and it's people who care and people who have a passion for for CrossFit and I mean, making people better. Great beard, great abs, long arms, <laughs> tiny torso, just the the uh, bees knees. That the full boy. package. <laughs> um, but we're we're all unique in our in our own respects. But the biggest thing is like we we care about this sport, um, yeah. furthering it, yeah, giving it a good reputation. Yeah, so they're kind of so, trying to look for potential all-star yeah. coaches yeah, i like i the first yeah. to admit yeah. i thought i was We're a rock star coach when i was coaches. in st louis and i showed up at reebok and i was like i am the worst coach i like i don't deserve to be here yeah. mm-hmm. and i think we all like i'm not agreeing with you sorry like you know like you where we live in our bubbles i think we're like yeah i'm really good at this and mm-hmm. i've been coaching maybe six months full-time at that point and roll into reebok and they're I'm, they just hired me and austin's like i'm not hiring you because you're a good coach i'm <laughs> i'm hiring you because yeah. i see potential in you and you mm-hmm. And you care about people and about and about CrossFit and uh, and I can like you can coach somebody to be a good coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't teach somebody to care. Yeah, 
and that's yeah and, and so it's like uh, it seems like it's kind of from from your experiences that you've uh, described to me it's kind of like going to work every day at an L1 seminar like yeah get, getting your um, it can, or, miniature. or like an L2 seminar or something you where know, you're just like getting getting all of your aspects of your job just picked apart constantly <laughs> and it's know. it's interesting there's everybody has different um I want this. yeah yeah experiences and, and everyone has different responsibilities who who work there basically there's no way you can't get better every day there yeah. if you are the one that <clears throat> seeks it out and actually takes advantage of the you're opportunity doing like member relationship stuff you're doing programming right so i got, I got the you um, kind of in a way learn to run a gym without the finances pretty much yeah that was the golden yeah. egg of it yeah <laughs> Which, Which gave us awesome. an uh, opportunity to get better at actual coaching, but we did we did have other responsibilities outside of coaching. There was such a big um, aspect. Coaching was the easiest out of all of it, which wasn't necessarily even easy. So you can you can kind of surmise from that that there was more to it than yeah. just hey, go run an hour class. You had to be well. Are you in charge of guest day like Kelly was, or in charge of on ramp like I was, in charge of? Um, who else? Uh, website, the website, or things, blog, things like that. All those things um, that you yeah. overlook, but, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> kind of points on that word surmise. Um, <laughs> but the the L one seminar stuff, it's c- because but our mentors were on it. Yeah, but it was more that like because they were they we were better at just teaching us about progressions. They were better at teaching us how to run a class. Yeah, which you really don't. You learn in L2, yeah, but we got to do it so personally with them that, yeah, I think they go by that material, but we got deeper into that. Yeah, and I think, Andrew, like, I think you're referencing our our coaching, like, when we're talking about coaching specifically, it's we're constantly being observed by Denise or Austin or coaches who are part of seminar staff. And so, you know, when we go out there and we coach our, our class – somebody's watching us who has pretty high level experience. And so it's not like, Hey guys, the workouts, Fran, 2159 thrusters, pull-ups, like we're walking a class of five people to 50 people through the thruster progression and then the pull-up progression. And after class you're evaluated and you kind of review, did it work? Did it not work? Hmm. Uh, what strategies would have been better? How was your class flow? What did you do for a warm up? Did they enjoy it? Um, you know, and then you've got Austin taking your class. Yeah. Like mm. shit gets real when you're like coaching you, a class you got of 30. Guys with a uh, half million dollar paychecks. Yep. Yeah. Who could just yeah. Who, chew you up for breakfast. Who, and just, you <laughs> are their salt your job. On, yeah. their, on your breakfast. On um, their breakfast. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's nerve wracking. <laughs> intimidating. Yeah. It's intimidating. But, then but it, as uh, far as the responsibilities go, like most of that stuff would transfer if you guys went off and opened your own box yeah. like yeah because so you he, just started you're managing a box now i no i no? head coach, head coach. <laughs> <laughs> that's not managing to me kind okay. of yes um so how much beginning of that, to learn about managing i'll say that yeah um, so how much of uh how well prepared did you feel you were for that job I, coming out of reebok i i had a weird calmness of yes i can do it that's why i took the job um the only hard part was that I didn't know what to do, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, cause you don't have just 500 people just automatically showing up. 
But yeah, now you have to ask for money. So there's that, yeah, that unknown part, which, but like Erica's the nicest human being. So for her to be like, okay, like, thanks for joining us. You now owe $150. It's not true at all. Um, but, uh, being nice and polite are different. I guess being more of a salesman has been the harder, um, transition because I didn't have to, I didn't have to do that. But the core values that I learned from Reebok of really, I can sell this because I believe in it. And so how hard can that be? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, and then also the knowledge I gained from understanding the sport I do is, has been invaluable because there are many coaches out there that cannot recite what CrossFit is to you in a minute or less. And that had to be done at Reebok a lot. So even learning that is very valuable for someone's time coming in that just wants to hear 30 seconds of what you're doing here. Yeah. And you know, to kind of skip to the cool part, like, Hey, this is what it is, but we have a community here. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know really putting that in is a good trick before Reebok. Yeah. Like it was just a lot. Which like what is, else do we offer? I thought it was right? interesting to me because I kind of like went through all that. I, I got into CrossFit a little bit, a little bit before Kelly did when did my L1 and everything. So I heard all the, you know, description of fitness and what is, mm-hmm. you know, what CrossFit is and how the, the like fitness in a hundred words or less and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I kind of was like, okay, cool. Like I know that. And it never really occurred to me to, um, you know, relay that information to every member that walked through the door mm-hmm. and or how when yeah. you go back to like an l2 mm-hmm. or like redid my my l1 seminar recently and they and they go back over that stuff you're like man this is really good stuff this makes like it's sense. really somebody <laughs> and, you, and you're something you know what like crossfit hq is full of hundreds of people that have like poured over all this information again and again so when they teach you this stuff at a seminar like you're not you're not smarter than that big group of people like just use the tools they've given you like relay this information to your members like it's a clear concise definition what fitness is it makes sense you can break it down you can analyze it Mm -hmm. um you can you can give that to a a doctor or a lawyer and everything who you know like really smart people who can break apart your your description of things and your language and your verbiage and everything and Mm -hmm. and it'll make sense to those people it's you know prove it's provable Mm -hmm. well and i think that's what I think has been most influential for me at Reebok is you have all this information and then you have like a, such a diverse clientele. And mm. I know a lot of gyms do, but like you kind of target to a specific market, but Reebok, I mean, 16 to 75, all different kind of employment ranges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah, like we can now relay like what is CrossFit? What is fitness? Why is this going to benefit you? But then it's also like, any day of the week you can walk in and I'm going to make you better. And you might be doing something completely different than the person next to you where like beforehand when I coached, it was like, yeah, like I was still trying to get people to move weight, even though they shouldn't have been. And now it's like, you're going to work a PVC PVC pipe today. And and that's okay. And I think that's what I've learned a ton here is like PVC poop. That poop. You know, like it doesn't matter your level, like everybody's different, but it's just about like moving. Yeah. And I used to be afraid to scale and scaling is, I wish I scaled more Andrew when I started CrossFit. I remember doing Isabel. Oh, you scaled. So I remember doing Isabel for the first time. And Isabel was 95 pounds, 30 snatches. And I was, I'd never snatched 95 pounds in my life, but you told me what the workout was. And I was like, oh, okay. We're doing it. So I threw 95 pounds on my bar and I failed for 15 minutes. Didn't get one repetition. And I was, I was pissed. Cause I was like, I can't do this. Uh, you know, what, what a lot of coaches don't learn, and, and this is a great point, which is why you, you should 
do your research on your box that you're going to go to and yeah. get mm-hmm. to know your coach a little better. Because when I was starting off, I didn't have a good mentor and I thought people were smart enough to make their own decisions on how much weight they could lift. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they are not. Mm-hmm. No, no, <laughs> no, they are clearly, not. Clearly, clearly it They're worked not. out for me in the end, but like this I is like, thought, to me, to they'll me, tell me when it's too hard it is, and they, they won't. They'll at just this die. point in the game, five years later, it is no different than me walking into a doctor's office asking for a physical and then going to grab the blood pressure myself like it's not like not my job (laughs) not up to me i know nothing and we're the professionals who are supposed to take everybody through learning so that eventually we don't have to do as much and that's kind of the trouble with the the fitness industry in the whole was like i i started by doing like a a uh, like nasm certification Mm -hmm. where you you know study with a book and you learn a lot about anatomy and how muscles work and kind of uh, <clears throat> rep schemes and all this, like how to how to kind of write programming and all this. Nothing about how to actually personally train someone. Mm. Like it was all you know, kind of a personal and trainer certification and... course. And I went out and got a job at a at a gym as a personal trainer. And nothing about how to actually interact with the person and how to like go. Th- and that's what I find fascinating about CrossFit is they're teaching all that stuff. Like you, you know, when you go do that L two or something, like, here's how to actually teach somebody to you know, just give them a barbell and expect them to press it over their head like mm-hmm. here's here's how to press a barbell and yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so that's i think the best way to say it is there's been a standard um uh established of what does a great coach look like yeah so it's like now you the, can be the like focus, oh the focus on coaching not just on like technology right or whatever like advancement of knowledge is it's actually implementing it's just one piece yeah, yeah. yep exactly. even these guys i can't imagine i i don't mean i didn't study any of this any physical fitness type stuff in school but i think a lot of these guys come out with the same kind of education where they know a ton about the body and how to program mm-hmm. and how to eat and all this but they don't know how to actually yeah. work with people and right how that's i mean and you won't relate to ever, you don't speak to many there might speak yeah. to nerds no. like sam <laughs> but not really like a mother who like doesn't give a crap about any yeah. of that yeah what? Yeah. Oh, you're you're on the couch. You don't. Yeah, well, we've got uh, <laughs> Br- you know Brett the house cat Hubbard that uh, sits in on the podcast right. pretty often. He's he's got a master's degree in uh, exercise mm-hmm. physiology or science or something like that, and mm-hmm. I think he's he's had to tone down his language a little bit. And I think the best uh, mm. the best thing I heard from somebody was try to try to talk to people like like they're a have second the knowledge grader of or something. A, have yeah. the knowledge of a what Sam? Have the knowledge of an exercise physiologist but the <laughs> teaching of a gym teacher or something yep. like that yeah, yeah the yeah. language of a second grader yeah teach like a teach like a, um, a doctor yeah. or a, I can't. oh man we sound like a bunch of idiots right now yes uh, yeah quotes. so uh whatever quotes uh, by people <laughs> quotes <laughs> but uh basically okay, talk no- like have the knowledge but learn grader. how to relay it like they're a kindergartner i think like, yeah. i'm doing a pretty good job at talking like i think you're pretty good at that we got the point across yeah so um and because i remember i said that to austin and joe Maisley one day who's a, who's a glorious Shit. human being firefighter we also know. a coach at reebok also boston firefighter yeah. and coach at reebok because you had a you that place Wait. i'll share it with the whole podcast world that place pretty much digs into your insecurities like no other atmosphere <laughs> That's what it so one like. day i went to, <laughs> you were waiting i know so, hey i told him this he knows so i went to joe and i've said it to austin before i've been like i just i just wish i went to school for this stuff because when they're if there's like someone that has a soreness or they're hurt i want to be able to speak to that body part like i just nothing like i know it he's like you know it's not the most important it's cool to have it but do you, can you make them move better do they have fun? Yeah. Those are the most important aspects. They and don't really nine care. Nine times out of 10, like fixing shoulder pain, for example, is totally not rocket science. Mm-hmm. It's like, you you know, there's 
you know, the four or five major muscles that kind of go into that shoulder joint and how they affect the shoulder joint. It's like if one part of the shoulder is sore, the, the opposing muscle might be tight or right. something, you know, or if vice your versa, shoulder or hurts, you might, your pec might hurt. Like, you, like, what, yeah, you lack like flexibility that. or you lack strength. Mm-hmm. 90% of the time, it's one of those two. And it's not that hard to diagnose. And like, right. I'm, I'm really careful to talk to people and say like, Hey, you know, they'll come to me with, I got this going on. And people come to me with pretty serious questions sometimes. And I have to step back and be like, okay, I'm okay. I'm going to tell you I'm not I'm a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Exactly. <laughs> I did Go not. see one if I, you I have don't, to. I can't name all of the whatever, like dozens of muscles that are attached right. to your shoulder right now. But I can tell you likely, you know, in my seven years of experience, like it's likely that it's one of these two things. And here's how to generally fish around for that. And it's like, it, it's just amazing how, how often like 90, 90 plus percent of the time I can poke around their shoulder and with my finger and just find a tender muscle or yeah. something that's like fired up. And you're like, well, here's the problem. Like what's, you know, how's your shoulder look? Does it look like you slouch all the time? And yeah, mm-hmm. we probably need to stretch out the front of that shoulder and get you in a better position. It's not, and that's been more, it doesn't experience. take a degree to get the, yeah, yeah exactly. it's been more it's like, experience. it's been five years that you've worked with these people and you've seen this before. Yeah. So and the you best thing you can do, yeah. I think is, is the lesson for the day is get a job somewhere in in the same as it get is a job. get a job get a, get a job <laughs> God, kids you are lesson for the day just losing no in the same <laughs> that is as competing we always say like if you want to get better at competing compete against better competitors or train with better people i think it's the same as coaching you get a job somewhere where there's great coaches and try mm-hmm. to learn yeah. as much as you can like yeah it, it sucks because out. it's one of those things where you want to be a you're kind of like a your ego is high with knowledge. Like Kelly said, she thought she was a rock star coach mm. walking into walking oh, into this job and kind of learned. Sam and I are always embarrassed by the beginning of our career. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just embarrassed. Even but I, we we always said we had like we had you know the likability factor. One out of six things that you need. Yeah. But the other the <laughs> that's other a, that's a pretty big one. What are the other five well, things? <laughs> <laughs> There's six things. It's like it becomes it comes down to what? It's group management, presence and attitude, knowledge, teaching. Um what's uh Sam, I can't remember. What is it? No, there's there's actually six things. Yeah, there's actually okay, is, yeah. Great. What like no, what what makes it good? That's what they teach in the L too. Uh, okay. See, seeing and correcting. Seeing and correcting. Teaching. Teaching. Group management. I took the L2, I don't remember that. Uh, you took the L2. Right, presence and attitude. So all these aspects it's, it's been a while. Demo. Demo's the last Demo. one. We got him. I know we got him in there. And uh, we look back and we're like, okay, we... No, we didn't demo well because we didn't really move that I well. I still can't yeah. demo. <laughs> <laughs> we taught... All of my demos start yeah. with, sorry guys, I'm really sore and tight. Was, <laughs> my ankles are sore. We taught okay, but we... but. Like we just went by what our gym taught us as this yeah. is what this is how we yeah. do it. So once we went once we went to Reebok, it was like a just whoa. There's so much more. Yeah. So many more ways to teach and get better. Professional development. But it's a little scary yeah. though. Like it's absolutely terrifying. About, like, where you came from and like where <laughs> where we most other coaches in the country are right yeah, now. Yeah. Right, exactly. Or like you're even you're very back green here, level two. Like yep. who you were in that with. Those yeah. people own gyms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope they're better. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Who are they learning That's exactly from? what Kelly and I came out of the L2 seminar saying like, man, these people, are, I mean, we thought we were, uh, well, we thought we were good. We thought yeah. we were, we went when, the, when we it was still humble. called the coach's prep course and we thought, ah, uh, we might learn a thing or two, but we're, you know, we're pretty good at what we're doing. We're pretty confident. We went in and we were like, you know, we didn't, we didn't walk out thinking we were terrible coaches going in, but we thought, man, I learned way more You're than I expected way. to. You're on the way. Yeah. Yeah. We were kind of on the right track, but man, they really really broke it down but we walked out thinking what what are some of those other people in our 
group doing when they go home? Like yeah. they must <laughs> they must be really fun. Because how do people go to those gyms? And got, what are you guys looking at? Joey just pulled up. I'm thinking. Up. Oh, Joey. So, so you're right. Joey. You're right. It's it's you have to go kind of like we always kind of equate it to crappy movement. Put a PVC in someone's hands with functional movements; they'll be safe. They'll get better. You yeah. have my, to kind of go through favorite, that stage. We got a new guy at the gym, and his favorite line to use is, "It's not heavy enough." <laughs> like, uh, and it's like, man, you got to uh, fix this it is, part it of your is. form. Is this, you know, you're doing this wrong? And he's like, "Oh, just, it's just not heavy enough, man. I just got to get yeah. more weight." I got to get the weight on. Yeah. yeah. And you're nah, like, no, you got to go move. through, and you got to go through those the years of coaching. Coach Bergner like famously that. said, "Make yeah. lightweight look heavy, and heavyweight look yeah. light." It's Completely. Like, you know, if you can't move an empty barbell or PVC pipe correctly, you're not going to be able to move 300 pounds correctly. Yeah. And four years ago, things we said to clients are things that we would have never said now. So you yeah. have to go through. But they didn't. Nobody died. Yeah, so we're good. But well, like, <laughs> but you you realize later you're like, <laughs> yeah. Said what? That. Yeah. I <laughs> think, and the hardest thing is now like visiting gyms. Visiting gyms is like can't unsee things yeah. that you know now. Like how how where the barbells are placed in a large class, or what what's yeah. the safety looking like? How's the energy of the coach? Are you bored? Sure. It's just a million questions that now you can't not ask. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Would you take your own class? Would you take your own class? Or like, how many times do you use the restroom when you're dropping in at a gym because you're so bored? You're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna now anything change that, my shoes. Anything that yeah. I'm gonna now go to the bathroom because right. I'm, I don't know what else to or do. How right ill now. prepared are you for the workout? Yeah. 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 Get him, bogey. Get him, bogey. Get him. Joey. Joey's home. There he is. Uh, but I've been, so any I've, anybody who's listening to the podcast from our gym who knows Bogey the dog, <laughs> you'll see that he's get him Sam. He's getting a lot better. Oh shit! Now that we're in Boston, he, he he's was getting a, he's a lot better. So yeah. la- we got a couple, just a couple more minutes here before we'll run out of uh, recording space. I think, but um, I Is wanted that to when we sing Alanis or <laughs> no, that's the next. We'll do that in the next no. track. Oh, episode right, seven. Joey. <laughs> Well, I want to know what you guys think about the uh, the vibe at Reebok from the inside as far as their commitment to CrossFit. And, you know, you've got these other companies like Nike and, mm-hmm. you know, little smaller shoe companies and stuff like No Bowl popping up, making making other brands. Like, And I, I don't want you to necessarily <laughs> sound off on how you feel about other, other companies' footwear, but what yeah. do you, you know, is... Uh, you know, it's, it seems no like longer it's works for Reebok, so she relatively easy. No, you've got experience in there. It seems freely. like it's relatively easy for a company like Nike to throw out a CrossFit shoe and kind of s- devote a small amount yeah. of their small modicum yeah. of their gross profits to marketing that shoe. What what's the commitment at Reebok like to the brand? That's a great question. Um, I I think very similar to how um, you know CrossFit HQ believes in what they are doing every weekend right to the seminars everywhere in the world and they're spreading the knowledge of crossfit and they're teaching everywhere they can teach be almost in two places at once it seems they're they're loving it um reebok seems to have that exact same passion and belief for what they're selling for crossfitters um living it every day and being with them, being friendly with them, on, like seeing them outside of the walls and ha- hearing them talk about it, hearing their passion for it. It's not far off from really just believing in what they are making and believe. I can just leave off. Man Crush Monday. Look at those capris on Joey. So <laughs> we had a short <laughs> intermission there and it turned into a song. Oh. <laughs> uh, so so uh, you, you, you said that uh, 
I apologize to everybody listening. We had a, a slight technical difficulty. We're limited on our recording length currently. Um, I'm leaving. You're incompetent. <clears throat> but <laughs> this, we're only. This is only our sixth episode. We're still. It's growing. Pains. Getting the kicks out. We um, we haven't figured out how to fit all of this fantastic information into one single track recording. Uh, so that basically, the gist. Reebok shares the same commitment to making. Mm-hmm apparel and crossfit accessories as crossfit does to teaching exactly crossfit and i would believe the loyalty spills over into their hence their their passion hence their renewal they just renewed their contract with with crossfit did they not for five more years i think yeah i mean i don't know if that was recent yeah i know it's a 10 year i think um joey can speak to that um (laughs) but he's he's with running but you just you just should see it's It's uh, it's in the running department. Like like everything, it's in it's in the action, and yeah. I'm sure like Kelly, you, it's like uh, it's like Fight Club. You know, only the people who are in Fight Club could talk about Fight Club. Why you don't really name? know. Why did my name? Because Kelly and I at Reebok, oh. uh, once you only have to you only need to work at Reebok or can work at Reebok to understand every day them coming in, talking about what they're doing, getting excited about it telling you about it and like the passion they put in the games it's all through yeah. action and yeah. words yeah but through action they are and that they gym are is like I a, think that gym I, we didn't even mention this earlier but that gym is like a, a total testing bed for all their products yeah like, and i think i've been that's, in there and there's a guy trying on five mm-hmm. different pairs I mean, of nanos climbing oh, yeah. ropes just that, to see what that's material what the, and they'll throw staff, it right out if yeah. someone yeah. one of us is like you know that mm-hmm. like it, my shoe ripped or this was this ripped on the pavement like sure. they're yeah. not gonna like it i don't think nike's doing that's what that. impressed like, me yeah every apparel to shoes i mean that's part of another responsibility within the coaching staff is like we're product testers. So every day there's something brought over and it's like, put this on, try this on. Is it working? What do you think? Um, like this podcast, I mean, Reebok with CrossFit still has growing pains. Um, <laughs> kinks, Easy so, now. which everybody does. Yeah. Hey, everyone who's there... on this podcast is really impressed by our setup. Okay? <laughs> um, I, th- I, it's not Being a lot at Reebok. It's not, a, it's not an act. Yeah, yeah. They they love it. I mean, there's people yeah. who show up and work out and they're people on, you would never expect to CrossFit. Mm-hmm. You know, you go into most CrossFit gyms and you're like, yeah, like these people, they drink the Kool-Aid and they're, they're former athletes. Not many people that work at, at Reebok that go to CrossFit were collegiate athletes. Yeah. You know, they're just everyday people who got a job at Reebok because they were into design or apparel or whatever it may be. And they show up and they CrossFit and they... And they love it and they support yeah. it. And uh, they're, and they're, they're trying the to mm-hmm. build a, a product. A good product. A, a great product. product. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's cool to know. I, I just want to touch on that because it's like, you know, anyone who follows the whole, the CrossFit games and the, the whole relationship that can, it's easy to see that Reebok has thrown their financial weight and their kind of advertising weight behind Reebok. But to kind of, to be at Reebok from, as I've experienced and see that, you know, just kind of the vibe and the atmosphere and meet uh-huh. some of the people. It's like, they're really into it. They invite the athletes yeah. out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to, again, make this about any other company, you know, not doing these things or being, yeah. or being shitty, but. But it's unique. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm sure I've just Nike does it, it, but it's mm-hmm. like Nike CrossFit I'm is sure nothing to, you know, yeah. it's 5%, of, not even 5% of their business. You know, the smaller companies being an affiliate owner by marriage, um, you have you there's nothing wrong with being a small business like you uh, you got to support like the nobles and i i hope yeah. success for 
them and the uh, gin faster and there's, yeah, healthy, there's healthy companies. competition. There's room yeah. for everybody. <laughs> you're never gonna you're never gonna reach a point in time where every person who works out anywhere yeah, is gonna like want to wear win. Reeboks. Like yeah. nobody, there's no yeah, there's no end. Uh, like, there's no end to the race. Yeah. There's, there's always one guy, you know, and we're we're kind of like mo- most gyms, I think, at least especially in our gym, we're like dominated by Reebok shoes mm-hmm. at the very yeah. least. Like everybody's wearing nanos, but there's always like one guy who wants to wear Nikes, mm-hmm. maybe just to be different, if for no other reason. Yeah. Um, or well, they like the look of them. They're like, oh, I think the Nikes look better than the Reeboks. But, but uh, and they also don't really that. care. Free, like, free will always win. Free will always win too. <laughs> free wins. If you get free, free wins always. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you can't, you can't fake passion. You can't fake passion if you teach CrossFit. You can't, can't fake passion if you make cool. the shoes for it. So that's really been the Excellent. thing I've learned from there. Erika Snyder. Mm. <laughs> Kelly Jackson. Essig. Essig. Yeah. Andrew Essig here, your host. Snyder. Um, <laughs> Erica Snyder. <laughs> Kelly. Snyder. Erica. Do you, uh, do you guys, Andrew. Kelly's on Instagram at CrossFit Kelly. Erika, are you She's Instagram? got a lot of followers. I don't have that many. Are you on Instagram? I am, yeah. I'm E Snyder 621. E Snyder, S N Y D E R. 621. It's my 621. birthday. First day of the summer. What? On the IGs. Yeah. That's. That is. Uh, that. Mm-hmm. That'll do it for this episode of the Gambit Stratagem Podcast. <laughs> Andrew, thank you for having me. This has been yeah, wonderful. Thanks for being here. It's been wonderful. I just want to remind both everybody that uh, it's, it's best to always speak like a second grader so everybody understands you. Okay. <laughs> and on that bombshell, thanks for tuning in. Kelly Bomb. <laughs>